Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday morning, October 23rd, 2022 episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. This is a podcast that is dedicated to the public reading of the Word of God, along with the reading of prayers and the devotion each morning. Um, Our prayers each morning are from the Valley of Vision, which is a collection of Puritan prayers. Our devotion each morning is from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. We do the morning devotion for the particular day in question. And then our Bible reading, we're using a Bible reading plan, a read the Bible in a year plan that was created by Robert Murray McShane back in 1842 for his uh, congregation. And uh, I've been using it for about six years. Um, Really, really solid plan. It takes you through the New Testament uh, twice in the year and the Old Testament once. Um, And we're going to be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible. That is a very, very recent translation. And at this time, it is the most texturally accurate to the earliest manuscripts we have of the documentation. So that's what we're going to be doing. And um, to let you know, you know, I was motivated to do this um, knowing that in our world right now, people are struggling so much to be able to find the time, dig out the time to get into the Word of Scripture, Word of God. Um, We still need to be doing that. I mean, this podcast does not supplant that or replace that. Um, But I was hoping it would help at least keep us more and more in the Word. And so I'm sharing part of my morning routine. This isn't me doing anything special for this. This is me sharing something I was already doing. Uh, I already do each morning, so I'm sharing that time with you. Um, But it was also motivated by the fact that I know there are some folks out there, my wife happens to be one of them, that one of the symptoms of uh, some of her chronic conditions brings on a brain fog at times and it makes it very, very hard as much as she loves to sit down and read and loves to sit down and read the word of God. Sometimes it can make it very hard. And I know sometimes she's been helped by at least being able to sit down and listen. So I'm hoping maybe this can provide that as well, can provide you some, at least the ability to listen. So, you know, it's kind of a, hopefully a twofold benefit to you. So that's what motivated me to do that. Um, so, um, Let's go ahead, since it's Sunday morning, I've got a good bit to do before I go to church this morning, um, and I'm sure you do too, and I would definitely encourage you to get to church and to worship with the saints this morning. Absolutely. It is it is critical. It is not an if you can. It's a barring physical limitation. We are commanded to be there, it, and it is truly showing obedience and love by us being there, obedience and love to God and to Jesus Christ, our Savior, to be there. Um, and it, and and it, like I said, barring physical limitations, it's sinful for us not to be there. So, and and believe me, I've, I've struggled with it. I'm, I'm, I can be relatively lazy. So, (laughs) you know, I, I have to force myself to get up and go, but I'm always blessed when I have. 
So I would definitely encourage you to do so. So let's go ahead and get started with our reading. As is our practice, we're going to read from the Valley of Vision first thing. Usually we read three or four prayers. This morning it'll be four. We're going to be doing our regular prayers that we do each morning, resting on God and grace and trials. And then we'll be doing the morning prayer for the day, which will be, it's the first day of the week for the day of the week. So it's first day morning prayer. And we'll be doing the Lord's Day morning prayer as well, since it is the Lord's Day morning. So resting on God. O God, most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd. Hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. And now, grace and trials. Oh, amen. Sorry, end of a prayer. And grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross, by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them <clears throat> unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake, amen. All right, first day morning prayer. O Lord, we commune with thee every day, but weekdays are worldly days, and secular concerns reduce heavily, heavenly impressions. We bless thee, therefore, for the day sacred to our souls. 
when we can wait upon thee and be refreshed. We thank thee for the institutions of religion, by use of which we draw near to thee and thou to us. We rejoice in another Lord's Day, when we call off our minds from the cares of the world, and attend upon thee without distraction. Let our retirement be devout, our conversation edifying, our reading pious, our hearing profitable, that our souls may be quickened and elevated. We are going to the house of prayer. Pour upon us the spirit of grace and supplication. We are going to the house of praise. Awaken in us every grateful and cheerful emotion. We are going to the house of instruction. Give testimony to the word preached and glorify it in the heart of all who hear. May it enlighten the ignorant, awaken the careless, reclaim the wandering, establish the weak, comfort the feeble-minded, make ready a people for their Lord, be a sanctuary to all who cannot come, forget not those who never come, and do thou bestow upon us benevolence toward our dependents, forgiveness toward our enemies, peaceableness toward our neighbors, openness toward our fellow Christians. Amen. All right. Now the Lord's Day morning. O maker and upholder of all things, day and night are thine. They are also mine from thee. The night to rid me, rid me of the cares of the day, to refresh my weary body, to renew my natural strength. The day to summon me to new activities, to give me opportunity to glorify thee, to serve my generation, to acquire knowledge, holiness, eternal life. But one day above all day, Days is made especially for thy honor and my improvement. The Sabbath reminds me of thy rest from creation, of the resurrection of my Savior, of his entering into repose. Thy house is mine, but I am unworthy to meet thee there, and am unfit for spiritual service. When I enter it, I come before thee as a sinner, condemned by conscience and thy word. For I am still in the body and in the wilderness, ignorant, weak, in danger, and in need of thine aid. But encouraged by the all-sufficient grace, let me go to thy house with a lively hope of meeting thee, knowing that there thou wilt come to me and give me peace. My soul is drawn out to thee in longing desires, for thy presence in the sanctuary, at the table, where all are entertained on a feast of good things. Let me before the broken elements, emblems of thy dying love, cry to thee with broken heart for grace and forgiveness. I long for that blissful communion of thy people in thy eternal house, in the perfect kingdom. These are they that follow the Lamb. May I be of their company. Amen. Oh, how great it would be to be of their company. All right, I'm going to take a quick drink here of uh, coffee. Getting a little froggy this morning. Okay. Oh, good coffee. Um, oh, and I forgot to say at the beginning, links to everything I'm reading on the web are in the show notes, as well as links to the hard copies of The Valley of Vision, Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and um, the Legacy Standard Bible, as well as a link to the PDF that has Robert Murray McShane's Bible reading plan, as well as his letter to his uh, congregation when he send it out when he published it for them all right so now our devotion it is the morning october 23rd devotion from spurgeon's morning and evening then said jesus unto the twelve 
Will ye also go away? Many have forsaken Christ and have walked no more with him. But what reasons have you made a uh, sorry, but what reason have you to make a change? Has there been any reason for it in the past? Has not Jesus proved himself all sufficient? He appeals to you this morning. Have I been a wilderness unto you? When your soul has simply trusted Jesus, have you ever been confounded? Have you not up till now found your Lord to be a compassionate and generous friend to you? And has not simple faith in him given you all the peace your spirit could desire? Can you so much as dream of a better friend than he has been to you? Then change not the old and tried for new and false. As for the present, can that compel you to leave Christ? When we are hard beset with this world or with the severer trials within the church, we find it a most blessed thing to pillow our head upon the bosom of our Savior. This is the joy we have today, that we are saved in him, and if this joy be satisfied, wherefore should we think of changing? Who barters gold for dross? We will not forswear the sun till we find a better light, nor leave our Lord until a brighter lover shall appear. And since this can never be, we will hold him with a grasp immortal and with a grasp immortal and bind his name as a seal upon our arm. As for the future, can you suggest anything which can arise that shall render it necessary for you to mutiny or desert the old flag to serve under another captain? We think not. If life be long, he changes not. If we are poor, what better than to have Christ who can make us rich? When we are sick, what more do we want than Jesus to make our bed in our sickness? When we die, is it not written that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord? We say with Peter, Lord, to whom shall we go? All right. Hmm. Hold on. All right. Now, I'm going to do our scripture reading. I'm going to take a little more coffee here. Uh, our reading for today is going to be in 2 Kings 4, 1 Timothy 1, Daniel 8, and Psalm 116. So 2 Kings 4. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared Yahweh, and the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your servant woman has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go, ask for vessels for yourself from those outside, from all your neighbors, neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They were bringing the vessels to her, and she poured. Now it happened that when the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not one vessel more. And the oil stopped. 
Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Now there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunem, where there was a prominent woman, and she prevailed upon him to eat food. Now it happened as often as he passed by that he turned in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I know that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Please let us make a little walled upper chamber, and let us set a bed for him there, and a table and a chair and a lampstand. And it will be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. Now it happened that one day he came there and turned in to the upper chamber, and there he lay down. Then he said to Gehazi, his young man, Call this Shunammite. So he called her, and she stood before him. And he said to him, Say now to her, Behold, you have been careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Would you be spoken for to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I live among my own people. So he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Truly, she has no son, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. So he called her, and she stood in the doorway. Then he said, At this season next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant woman. Then the woman conceived and bore a son at that season the next year, as Elisha had said to her. Then the child was grown, and the day came that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said to his father, Sorry, and he said to his father, My head, my head. And he said to his young man, Carry him to his mother. Then he carried him and brought him to his mother. And he sat on her knees until noon and then died. Then she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. And she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and return. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her young man, Drive and go. Do not hold back the pace of the ride for me unless I tell you. So she went and came to the mount of God, to Mount Carmel. Now it happened that when the man of God saw her at a distance, he said to Gehazi, his young man, Behold, there is the Shunammite. Please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Then she came to the man of God, to the hill, and took hold of his feet. And Gehazi came near to push her away, but the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul was bitter within her, and Yahweh has hidden it from me, and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask for a son from my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up your loins, and take my staff in your hand, and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if anyone greets you, do not answer him, and lay my staff on the boy's face. But the mother of the boy said, As Yahweh lives, and as your soul lives, I will not forsake you. And he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi passed on before them, and he laid the staff on the boy's face. But there was no sound nor or response. So he returned to meet him and told him, saying, The boy has not awakened. Then Elisha came into the house, and behold, the boy was dead and laid on his bed. So he entered and shut the door behind them both and prayed to Yahweh. <clears throat> and he went up and lay on the child, 
and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself on him and the flesh of the child became warm. Then he returned and walked in the house once back and forth and went up and stretched himself on him. And the boy sneezed seven times and the boy opened his eyes. Then he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite. So he called her. Then she came into him and he said, take up your son. Then she came in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground. And she took up her son and went out. Now Elisha returned to Gilgal and there was a famine in the land as the sons of the prophets were sit, sorry, and there was a famine in the land. As the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, he said to his young man, put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. Then one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered from it wild gourds filling his cloak and came and sliced them into the pot of stew, for they did not know what they were. So they poured it out for the men to eat. And it happened that as they were eating of the stew, they cried out and said, O man of God, there is death in the pot. And they were unable to eat. But he said, Now bring flour. He threw it into the pot and said, Pour it out for the people that they may eat. Then there was no harm in the pot. Now a man came from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley and fresh ears of grain in his sack. And he said, Give them to the people that they may eat. And his attendant said, What will I give this before what will I give this before one hundred men? But he said, Give them to the people that they may eat. For thus says Yahweh, they shall eat and have some left over. So he gave it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of Yahweh. All right, and now First Timothy 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the commandment of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my genuine child in the face, faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I exhorted you before, I'm sorry, as I exhorted you when going to Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus so that you may command certain ones not to teach a different doctrine, nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies, which give rise to mere speculation, rather than furthering the stewardship from God which is by faith. But the goal of your command is love from a pure heart, and a good conscience, and an unhypocritical faith. For some, straying from these things, have turned aside to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know that the law is good, if one uses it lawfully. Knowing this, this, that law is not made for a righteous person, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and godless, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for sexually immoral persons, for homosexuals, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching, according to the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have entrusted, which what, with which I have been entrusted. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he regarded me faithful, putting me into service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, 
yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy saying and deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners among whom I am foremost. Yet for this reason I was shown mercy, so that in me as the foremost Christ Jesus might demonstrate all his patience as an example for those who are going to believe upon him for eternal life. Now to the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may fight the good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected, suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, so that they will be taught not to blaspheme. All right, and now Daniel 8. In the third year of the reign of Belshazzar, the king, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, after the one which appeared to me previously. And I looked in the vision, and it happened that while I was looking, I was in the citadel of Susa, which is in the province of Elam. And I looked in the vision, and I myself was beside the Ulai Canal. Then I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a ram, which had two horns, was standing in front of the canal. Now the two horns were long, but one was longer than the other, with the longer one coming up last. I saw the ram budding westward, northward, and southward, and no other beast could stand before it, nor was there anyone to deliver from its power. But it did as it pleased, and magnified itself. And while I was considering, behold, a male goat was coming from the west, over the surface of the whole earth, without touching the ground, and the goat had a conspicuous horn between its eyes. Then it came up to the ram that had the two horns, which I had seen standing in front of the canal, and ran at it in, its, in his strong wrath. And I saw it reach the side of the ram, and it was enraged at it, and it struck the ram, and broke its two horns in pieces, and the ram had no strength to stand in opposition to it. So it threw it down to the ground, and trampled on it, and there was none to deliver the ram from its power. Then the male goat magnified itself exceedingly, but as soon as it was mighty, the large horn was broken, and in its place there came up four conspicuous horns toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a rather small horn, and it grew exceedingly great toward the south, toward the east, and toward the beautiful land. Then it grew up to the host of heaven, and caused some of the host and some of the stars to fall to the earth, and it trampled them down. And it even magnified itself to be equal with the commander of the host. And it removed the regular sacrifice from him, and the place of his sanctuary was thrown down. And on account of transgression, the host will be given over to the horn along with the regular sacrifice, and it will be, th and it will throw truth down to the ground, and do its will, and succeed. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to that particular one who was speaking, How long will the vision about the regular sacrifice apply, while the transgression causes desolation, so as to allow both the holy place and the host to be trampled? He said to me, For twenty-three hundred evenings and mornings, then the holy place will be made righteous. Now it happened, when I, Daniel, had seen the vision, that I sought to understand it. And behold, standing before me was one who had the appearance of a man, 
and I heard the voice of a man between the banks of Uli, and he called out and said, Gabriel, give this man an understanding of what has appeared. So he came near to where I was standing, and when he came I was terrified and fell on my face. But he said to me, Son of man, understand that the vision pertains to the time of the end. Now while he was talking with me, I sank into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. But he touched me and made me stand upright. Then he said, Behold, I am going to let you know what will happen at the final period of the indignation, for it pertains to the appointed time of the end. The ram which you saw with the two horns is the kings of Media and, per Media, sorry, Media and Persia. Now the shaggy goat is the king of Greece, and the large horn that is between his eyes is the first king. And the broken horn and the four horns that stood in its place are four kingdoms which will take their stand from his nation, although not with his power. In the latter period of their reign, when the transgressors have run their course, a king will stand, insolent and skilled in intrigue. His power will be mighty, but not by his own power, and he will destroy to an astonishing degree, and succeed and do his will. He will destroy mighty men and the holy people, and through his insight he will cause deceit to succeed by his hand. And he will magnify himself in his heart, <clears throat> and he will destroy many, while they are at ease. He will even stand against the prince of princes, but he will be broken without hands. And what had appeared and what had appeared about the evenings and mornings, which has been told is true. But as for you, conceal the vision, for it pertains to many days in the future. Then I, Daniel, was exhausted and sick for days. Then I rose up again and did the king's work, but I was appalled at what had appeared, and there was none to make me understand it. And now Psalm 116. <clears throat> I love Yahweh because he hears my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me, so I shall call upon him in all my days. The courts of death encompassed me, and the distresses of Sheol found me. I found distress and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of Yahweh. O Yahweh, I beseech you, provide my soul escape. Gracious is Yahweh and righteous, and our God is compassionate. Yahweh keeps the simple. I was brought low, and he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for Yahweh has dealt bountifully with you. For you have rescued my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I shall walk before Yahweh in the land of the living. I believed when I said I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, all men are liars. What shall I give to Yahweh in return for all his bountiful dealings with me? I shall lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of Yahweh. I shall pay my vows to Yahweh. Oh, may it be in the presence of all his people, precious in the sight of Yahweh. Precious in the sight of Yahweh is the death of his holy ones. O Yahweh, surely I am your slave. I am your slave, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. To you I shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of Yahweh. I shall pay my vows to Yahweh. O may it be in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of Yahweh, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem. Praise Yah. All right, and that's our reading for the day.
Um, I'm trying to get ready for church, so I'm not, I'm not going to ramble on here. Um, let's go ahead and pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to spend this time and to share this time in your word and in prayer and in devotion um, this morning. Uh, we thank you so much for giving us this time and for providing these resources for us to be able to delve into your word and to help us bring our our minds and our hearts and our souls to a more spiritual place, to remove them from the worldly, from the fleshly, to a godly and spiritual place. Dear Lord, please help these things to gird us up, to hedge our ways, so that we can truly be the lights in this world that we need to be, that we're called to be, because this world is so in need of it. Lord, we are so in need of a revival within our country and within this world. And Lord, we would continue to pray for that um, because that is the only thing that is going to fix this. No legislation, no anything else, no magical whatever is going to fix this. Revival only. But Lord, your will must be done at all, whether we understand it or not. Oh Lord, please be with us as we go out today. Lord, please help us all to make it to worship service and to spend time with the saints, praising you and imbibing of your word. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Okay. I'm going to let you go ahead and go because I definitely need to go and go ahead and finish getting ready and have breakfast and all that. But remember, as I say each morning, do everything you do today. Everything, every little thing for the glory of God. You have a great one. Love you. God bless.